0: This this this, this this is you K U T K U T Austin stop This is K U T It's been almost exactly a year since the first cases of COVID 19 appeared in Central Texas. During that year, we've lived with the pandemic, plus tumultuous politics, reckonings about racism, an attempt to topple our democracy, and a deadly winter blast. Any one of those things would be enough, right? I wanted to find out how we can maintain some kind of balance and peace when the world around us is so intense. So I hopped on a Zoom call with Central Texas neuropsychotherapist Janice Rockman for some pointers.
1: One of the the surest ways to become at peace with the world is to become at peace with oneself. And I know that that's a tall order. And I think that's why we call mindfulness, living in the here and the now, a practice, because it is something you have to return to over and over again. And leaning in to see where can I become the change that I want to see in the world within myself, within my own home, within my own family, within my own community, within my own workspace, so that you do feel that that is within your lotus of control because we kind of have to ride the waves. The tide's going to come in. It's going to regress out. And just learning how to go with that flow on some level and practicing non-resistance and practicing mindfulness in the here and now is at least a great stepping stone to weathering whatever comes our way.
0: How can people learn to find that peace within themselves? You mentioned mindfulness. What are some Mm -hmm. things that people can do to try to bring that into their lives?
1: There's seven things for sure. Um, Seven ways to deal with difficult thoughts or negative thoughts. For one, recognize um, when you're having thought distortions, when you're seeing things as all black or white, all or nothing thinking. Secondly, challenge those thoughts. Also thirdly, acknowledge acknowledge them. Know when to take a break. Sometimes the resistance of the thought patterns that we have, it causes those emotions, that energy and to come on even more, more uh, with more intensity. So letting those thoughts, thoughts flow through us. And, and then uh, the, the fourth one I really love is releasing judgment. We're all going to have preferences, right? We'll have preferences for things. We'll have opinions for things, but releasing the judgment of ourselves, and of what's happening around us, it helps to reduce the suffering. And the judgment part of it that reduces the suffering is re- releasing the need to, to, to bring condemnation or shame. It doesn't mean that you you don't disagree or that you don't have an opinion or a moral value, but the tension is caused when it when that shame is there. And then finally, the last few, practice gratitude. Recognize what's going well, even in challenging times. Number six, focus on your strengths. (laughs) And then finally, reaching out for support is a seventh one. Again, like reaching out for some sort of support. Can you just help us put the past year or so
0: in context so that we do understand that it has been a very difficult time?
1: Trauma in loose terms is defined as any time we feel stuck in a situation that we feel that we cannot get out of. And then after that situation, we feel forever changed. We've seen that in so many instances over this last year in the economic landscape, um, in the political landscape, in the healthcare sector. When we experience trauma, it changes our brain. It changes our chemistry. It changes our responses. We also get into a space where we're, you know, oftentimes exhibiting post-traumatic stress symptoms where we feel hyper-vigilant, where we feel agitated, where we have trouble sleeping, where we lose interest in activities that we would have liked before, we feel a sense of numbness. So this last year has not only been an individual trauma, but it's been a collective trauma and a global trauma. And I think that we're, it's going to take some time for us to see the full impact of that, the domino effect, but it's also going to take some time to heal and to recover So if you're struggling with those um, kinds of things that I just named and listed off, I also wanna encourage you and on some level that you are, (laughs) you're normal. (laughs) It's been a lot. The wonderfully made brain has neuroplasticity. So you can retrain your brain, you can recover from trauma and more important than the trauma itself, research shows us is how it's immediately responded to after that determines your outcomes.
0: I'm curious about sort of the opposite of all of this. There are times that I've noticed in the past, you know, 10 or 11 months or so when something really joyful or fun or happy happens, and I almost feel not quite right about that, enjoying it, or I almost feel guilty that with everything that's been going on, it somehow doesn't feel right or appropriate to be like happy or joyful or celebrating Can you kind of talk about that a little bit and maybe help us reconcile experiencing maybe intense joy or fun while there's still a lot going on?
1: You know, our reptilian brain, that amygdala, boy, I tell you, it knows how to do its job. The amygdala is what regulates a lot of that fight, flight, or freeze or fawn response. And one of the things that the brain will do is kind of tap you on the shoulder and be like, Hey, Jennifer, wait a minute. (laughs) Wait a minute. We've been through a lot here collectively. Wait, before we celebrate, let's make sure we stay safe. Wait, let's, let's be alert. Let's okay. Let's focus. Okay. All right. The survivor's guilt. Let's think about the tribe. How's everyone else doing? What have other people experienced or weathered or what losses have they experienced of family members or jobs? So you have a little bit of that survivor's guilt that comes in there when you have made it through something, and it doesn't mean you have made it through unscathed, but where you may be having some personal wins or some some moments of joy. And I think you just we just have to really remind ourselves that it's okay to experience joy. It's okay to experience moments of peace. It gives us a bit of a break in, in the midst of this marathon. We need to look at it as a marathon, not a sprint. So if you have that chuckle, or you have that laugh, or you have that moment, or you have that good Zoom call or that good text buddy group, and you have that you you are allowed to experience both. It can be both and. It doesn't have to be either or.
0: Janice Rockman is a neuropsychotherapist in private practice in Central Texas. And Janice, as always, we thank you for your time and discussion today.
1: Thank you.